All right, we're here with Taylor Keneally, and Taylor gets quadruple points because she is having to do this chat with me a second time because <laughs> I did not record it correctly the first time. So maybe we'll also, maybe you'll open up the podcast and the video too. We'll put you first of all three players. So Taylor, thanks so much. You're doing your rehab between, uh, between games. So we're getting an insight into that too. Uh, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, not a problem. I would love to. <laughs> and we have all of your fantastic team history in the background now. Oh so yeah, we get, everything in the background. It's, it's all the visuals. <laughs> And so you all are coming off a huge win against Central Missouri yesterday, and you have uh, Grand Valley coming up tomorrow, and you have Bemidji State is also in town to play both of those teams as well. So you have four top 25 teams all in Mankato the same weekend, which is kind of nuts. I'm, I'm assuming all of the eyeballs and all of Division Two soccer are watching you. Um, talk about what a huge kind of tournament that's been and, and what it means to be the host and sort of the epicenter for that. Yeah, it's so exciting to have four of the top 25 teams in the nation here on our home field. Um, I think it's just so fun to have it here in Mankato so that we can have all of our fans and hopefully have, you know, some sort of home field advantage. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that's why yesterday was such a great game was because we had so many people there to cheer us on. So it's just huge to be able to have um, all that support for us. And then to be able to just come outside to the field and watch – you know, the other three teams that are here and just kind of be able to take notes on them is really exciting too. So it's just really helpful to be able to prepare for the games when you're able to see them live and see how they play and stuff. Yeah, and you had that big win against Central Missouri who, um, you know, came up here and they're in the top five, right? Like they're top yeah. four or two or whatever. And to yeah. get that win this early in the year has to be really exciting for you all because I think you have a lot of new players in the lineup, right? Yeah, we did graduate, you know, a couple of super, super important seniors last year. And so just to be able to see those younger kids really step up into those huge roles that they have to fill is super exciting. And it's super, you know, it's exciting looking forward, knowing that this is what they're doing now. And then even in the next couple of years that they're just going to be so good at what they do. So it's really exciting to see them step up and fill those shoes. Well, and your role in that is pretty important as kind of a consistent starter who, you know, you're a, you're a consistent presence in the, in the lineup so that other people can kind of filter in and learn the role as, as they go. So you've been playing essentially from day one, essentially starting every match of your career. Um, and, but then this was kind of a fun moment where this is your, you've played, you know, thousands of minutes and dozens and dozens of games and had all this team success, but you're... You've also been a defender for a lot of those minutes. So this is actually your first player of the week honor in your entire career. So you're you're finishing strong as a senior. Talk about that. You and a teammate were both kind of first-time honorees as yeah. like long-time players. Yeah, I personally wasn't expecting it at all. I just, you know, I didn't even know that they were going to send out the, like, weekly NSIC players of the week this week anyways. But um, it's super exciting to see that not only I got it, but – one of my teammates got it too. And it's exciting to see that all of our hard work, you know, as a team is paying off. And I think the game that we both played on Sunday or like that the whole team played on Sunday just was one of the best games that I think I've been a part of as a team since the four years that I've been here. I just thought we were such a dominant force and I thought every single person stepped up and really played their best on Sunday. So just to be able to see, you know, that pay off by getting, 
you know, recognized for it is super exciting. Mm -hmm. Well, and you must have been someone's favorite to have a team performance, but then you get chosen as kind of the, the defensive presence that gets honored. So you had a, you had a great game too. And your, uh, your, I'm using very high level detective skills, looking at your career statistics <laughs> and seeing that your early, um, your early years, you had, you know, a lot more of those offensive stats and now you're, you're on that back line. So I'm assuming there was kind of a role change in there a little bit, if, if not in position, at least in how they're using you talk a little bit about kind of how you've shifted into your current role. Yeah, so I was recruited out of high school to come here. I came in as a forward. I was playing right outside forward. And then we kind of, I played that for you know my freshman, sophomore year, and then we kind of just had a role change, and I moved back to the back line. And I was playing right outside back last year, and then we played a three-back last year. And this year we're playing a four-back, and I'm on the left side. So I think just you know from sophomore to junior year, I had a huge – position change and then kind of you know between last year and this year I've just I'm still in the back line just on a different side but it's taken you know a lot of coaching and a lot of patience with myself and my coaches being patient with me as I'm learning these new positions and learning the new role that I'm going to be filling this year so but everybody's been working really hard with me and you know being patient with me so that's very (laughs) helpful you know as you're coming up into these new roles well and that change of role I think is pretty common you know it it might sound kind of weird that a forward is playing on the back line but I think that's actually pretty common especially at the change of level but I also think then within a team like there's you know if 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 you're watching any team chances are they played a different role you know a few years ago I mean we even see it with like the national team sometimes they shift and now all of a sudden Juliet is a midfielder and oh wait she's actually like the best number six in the world you know so it's kind of that shift I think is is, uh, happens a lot especially kind of to that outside back role where you may still be asked to play a little bit of an attacking element in Mm -hmm. there too well and for those who haven't watched kind of describe how Mankato likes to play you mentioned kind of the shift of where where they were kind of formation wise in terms of a three back versus a four back and all that but I'm assuming a lot of the principles have still stayed the same um yeah. so if, if folks want to make the drive or tune into your your game down against uh, Grand Valley tomorrow what would they see yeah they would definitely see us in a four back and our style of play is definitely fast and quick and super fast you know get it in the middle and then get it right out um we try to play a lot of one and two touch from a backline standpoint, we try to keep everything in front, nothing in behind, no corners, you know, no services across the net or anything. Um, I think the biggest thing with the four back, which I really enjoy, is that he has our outside backs um, try to make runs up the field and then get into the attack. Too, and it's kind of the best of both worlds being an outside back because you're I'm in the back line defending, then I also get to be in the attack, which is really exciting, and I really enjoy that. Um, but yeah, just a lot of speed, a lot of intensity, a lot of finding people's feet and then trying to get in behind. So I think over the years, our formation itself has changed quite a bit, but our principles have all stayed the same. And we just have to keep finding a formation that works for the team that year in order to keep our principles working and mm-hmm. our best. But kind of based on who you have on the field that year and, right. who's, and who's around. Well, and you, um, you're a Minnesota kid and you, you know, you landed at Mankato. I think, um, it seems like there's a lot of, um, you know, they, that Mankato pulls a lot of local and area 
of area players just because of the the sustained level of success that you've had down there but talk about kind of how you personally ended up landing there um of all the programs in in the area yeah I was getting kind of recruited by multiple places mainly my junior year of high school I would say and so you know I went on a lot of visits on a lot of tours and stuff and I also was recruited by different schools in the NSIC so you know I was visiting those schools as well and just you know, seeing the facilities here, talking to the players here, talking to the coaching staff here, um, I just kind of knew that this was where I was supposed to be. It was close to home, and that was a huge thing for me. I wanted, you know, my family to be able to come and see as many games as they could, so that was um, a huge factor in, you know, my my decision process, but, you know, once I actually came here and, you know, talked to the coaching staff in person and got to meet some of the girls, I just kind of knew that there was this was where I was supposed to be and wanted to play. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think one of the unique things about um, Mankato, I think, is known for its its other athletics, too. Just its visibility of, you know, Adam Thielen coming out of there and, you know, once in a while, um, players in other sports kind of making the jump and all of that. So I think they're kind of known for their sports. But I think it's it's kind of cool, at least the conversations I've had, is that, you know, the women's soccer team gets a really good level of investment. And that's not true of every program in the state. And it's not true of even other places that have high visibility athletics programs for certain things don't always necessarily then invest in, in women's soccer. So I think Mankato is a pretty good example where the institution has at least, you know, maybe it took years and years for this to happen, but our reality now at least is that the program is, is pretty well invested in, it seems like. Yeah. Well, in the, and for folks who don't follow, you mentioned getting kind of visiting other NSIC schools and they're they're really all over the state i mean i'm sure now you're just like hopscotching around the state you know morehead (laughs) state st cloud state u of m crookston u of m duluth winona st cloud state uh you know southwest state and in marshall all that stuff so it's it's kind of around it's sort of a minnesota heavy conference other than your your fun trips to to minot every other year but it's um it's also it's uh it's one where I'm sure a lot of your team is is kind of from the area. Did you know folks on the team when you went there? Or do you know folks now from like your your club career, your high school career? Are there other people from the same um, programs who have landed in Mankato? Yeah, they. I have some girls that I played club in high school with um, here in Mankato. I have a lot, you know, dispersed throughout the NSIC itself. So it's really fun to you know, come to practice every day and then see your high school or club friends, but then to go, you know, whether it's an away game or a home game, but to see your old friends that you played with in high school and club is really exciting to see and how they've developed as players through their college career and stuff with their own team is really cool. Mm-hmm. Well, and you all had, we mentioned your good start of getting that win over Central Missouri. And then I think for, for years, you've been kind of at that threshold as a team of toward the top of the conference or straight up winning the conference many times and then getting into that NCAA tournament. But, um, you know, last year you made it to that second round and lost to Central Oklahoma and the in that round of 32. But talk about just as a team what you're, what you're hoping to um, kind of do step by step this season to prepare for maybe a deeper run uh, in that national tournament if you can get there. Yeah, so every year we have you know, three goals that we try to achieve. We try to win the conference tournament championship, the regional tournament championship, and then the national tournament championship. Those are our three main goals every single year. And so every single week we kind of just remind each other of what our goals are and how we're supposed to get there. So we practice really hard every week and then go in the games for the weekend, just 
realizing that this is where our goals start and that this is where we have to be successful in order to get there. And, you know, we've won the conference tournament and stuff. We haven't quite made it to the regional championship yet, but I'm really, you know, excited and hopeful that we're going to make a deeper run this year in the national tournament. We're going to make it around the pass or we're going to make it pass around a 32. I'm so excited. I know we're going to do it. We've been stuck there the last couple of years, but I'm excited and I know we can do it. That's great. Well, and I think I'm trying to look up the exact numbers. The I was going to mention, because you mentioned your, uh, we mentioned earlier your teammate and you both were first time uh, player of the week honorees. The the poll between you was our, our most engaged competition. So I was going to say, I was going to try and ask you maybe who on the team was voting for you versus your teammate. Cause it seems like there had to be some teammate involvement in this. Yeah. I mean, our coach, I didn't even see the poll on Twitter until our coach sent it out to our huge like team group message. And he goes, I encourage all of you to vote. And so I think everybody just kind of voted. This is, for I mean, Taylor, I don't want to start drama, but you did get more votes than the other teammate. So <laughs> I think that's, it's hard it pretty big so you know i don't i I mean i'm just saying if you want to ask around and see who favored you or if your teammate is watching and she wants to find out where that drama is i think this is this is ripe for conflict i'm so sorry coach (laughs) for bringing this up well and you all have a big game tomorrow and then otherwise you know i'm sure by the time you're in the nsic season it's going to be you know week in week out uh excitement for everyone um and you have a long road ahead of you but we'll be watching the mavericks to see if you can break through that round of 32. Um, Thanks so much for talking to us a second time, Taylor. We appreciate it. Yeah, thank you so much. I appreciate it. All right, we're here with Sarah Pasternak, the goalkeeper for St. Thomas. And Sarah, you were the player of the week in the Mayak. You had a great start to the year. Um, Thanks for being with us. And you're you're in a car. Can can you still hear me? I can, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, that's okay. So you you are frozen yeah, to us. Story. You are frozen to us now, but I think you will come back. There we go. Oh, no. And you, so um, talk about the opening matches you had and kind of um, the good start you got off to. Um, our whole preseason was off to a really good start, I think. We're like a lot more far ahead than we were last year. Um, our defense has just been like incredible. We've worked on that a ton for the past few weeks. And so I think we're off to a great start this season. Well, and you, uh, you came in last year and I think last year you started maybe nine games played in 10 games, something like that. Um, so for yeah. folks who haven't followed uh, St. Thomas uh, for a long time and maybe don't know kind of how that happened last year, was it an injury or how did you end up jumping into, was it just a rotation of the squad? How'd you end up becoming the starter? Um, yeah, so there's me and another keeper, um, and I got 50 minutes my, um, my freshman year, um, and then last year, I honestly just kept working really hard and got a lot better than I was, so I think that's how coach just started putting me in. So it was just kind of an open competition of, hey, Sarah's doing great, let's give her a shot, that kind of thing? Yeah. Which, and the first game they gave me, I actually played really well that's, for me, I think. And then I've progressed more since then, too. So yeah. That's great. 
Well, then you are, you have a, uh, someone who maybe is known to equal time soccer fans. Julie Ivensteiner helps coach you there at St. Thomas, right? Yeah, she's great. I love Julie. So talk about, talk about working with Julie and just kind of uh, what she's like. Cause I think, uh, you know, one thing we saw from her when she was interviewed for a story we did a while ago, and then she was on a podcast with me and she's just a very straight shooter, a very straight talker. And she will just tell you exactly yeah. what's going on. Talk about being coached by someone like her who's played at yeah. the division one level. And then, you know, she, she holds no bars. Yeah, she has an incredible soccer IQ. I respect her a ton. Um, And I really like that she'll just say, like, she'll tell you if you're doing something wrong in, like, the most honest but not, like, rude way. And I think that's really helpful to just, like, no BS, for lack of a better term. Um, Yeah, and I just... Um, yeah, that's great. Well, and you, um, you all have started this year and, you know, you had some good individual recognition, but talk about, um, how the change has been for the team from last year to this year. Did you, do you have a lot of new starters or how's, you know, how's the team looking in terms of going from what was a pretty successful year last year to a new setup this year? Um, yeah, we lost a lot of leadership from last year and I think um just a lot of people have stepped up into new roles and are doing really well in them um we lost seven great seniors and so I think the pressure was on for us to step up again and I think we just have a lot of hard-working people on our team that have done that so Mm -hmm. well and you play in in the Mayak or St. Thomas at least famously right now plays in the Mayak. There's obviously some fun uh, drama around that, but uh, talk to people if they haven't followed the Mayak before, or if they don't know much about St. Thomas, um, just talk about kind of why you ended up at a, at a school like St. Thomas to continue your soccer playing and your educational career. Yeah, well, I was interested in St. Thomas because um, I knew they had a strong program for soccer Um, honestly, I wanted to do nursing and then for me, that just fell through completely. I was like, heck no, I don't think I should do that. Um, so the other schools I was looking at for that was no longer interested in. And so, um, I knew somebody who came to St. Thomas played on the team and she loved it. So I came and checked it out, met Sheila, our head coach and, the rest was basically history. I really liked the school and the coach, so that was that made it for me. So nursing, nursing school, D three school. Were you almost a Saint Scholastica Saint? Is that what you're telling us? Uh, I really liked Saint Cloud. Oh, okay. And I was looking at Winona too, but mm-hmm. yeah, no. Now I'm an education major, and I love that. So there you go. Well, that's great. Yeah. The world needs teachers, so that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, so. Um, if folks haven't watched the team before, and obviously you're you're in the net, so maybe not all of this involves you, but talk about kind of if people were curious about, oh, should I watch St. Thomas play? Um, just talk about kind of what style the team um, likes to play. And, you know, are you as a keeper asked to come out and be a, a really aggressive sweeper? Or do you need to play out of the back? What do they kind of demand of you? And then what's that broader system? Um, 
they demand a lot of communication and like leadership from the back from me. Um, they Julie specifically wants me to be as aggressive as I can to get the ball. Um, and then our team, uh, we play sort of different than a lot of teams, just a very different formation. I don't think a lot of people are used to playing against. And I don't know if I like am supposed to say anything about that. So I don't think <laughs> I want to give all our secrets away. This is, so, <laughs> wow, this is great. This is like a really secret. There's a lot of yeah. layers to this. Yeah, we don't want to talk about it. <laughs> don't give it away. We want to still use it. This um, is, you're like really, you're really trying to hook in some fans. So if, if people want to know the formation St. Thomas plays, make sure you tune into a game because we're not going to hear it otherwise. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to have to do your research if you want to know, I guess. Well, and you, like we've mentioned a few times, St. Thomas had a great year last year, at least in terms of the record. Um, and you, uh, you've you come in this year and you said you have a lot of players stepping up. Talk about just the team's overall goals and maybe some of your personal goals for this year. It's it's still really early. Um, but just talk about some of those, um, those things you're aiming for. Yeah, um, we actually have a poster made and it's hanging in our locker room. We got together as a team, and we I think we have some pretty high goals for us this season. Um, I know, like, the other keeper and I, we were, like, yeah, shutouts every game. Um, and some of them to other people might seem unrealistic, but I think all the goals we have for ourselves are very achievable. Um, we want to win every out-of-conference game. We want to win our conference, our conference um, postseason tournament. And then we want to make it to the NCAAs and make it far. Mm-hmm. So, and if uh, if if folks in the Twin Cities or folks who live in other Mayak towns uh, were wondering, like, oh yeah, I'd love to come out and see St. Thomas, but I want to choose the right match. Who's like the the big rival, the big rivalry game, or one of them that you guys get really uh, fired up for that people could come down to St. Thomas and watch you all? Uh, personally, I get really excited to play. Um, Augsburg and St. Kate's mm-hmm. because um, they have given us a good smackdown in the past. So That's, well, and they're I'm excited. Right, to... They're right nearby, so they're su- they're super close rivals too. St. Kate's is right down the street. Augsburg is right over the border in Minneapolis. So. Yeah. That's great. Well, Sarah, you've had a great start to the year, Player of the Week honors already, and uh, you know your 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 save numbers are crazy. They were great last year, so you, you you're off to a great start as a still only partway through your college career. So congratulations, and uh, thanks so much for for talking to us. Thanks. Thanks for having me. All right, welcome. We're here with Maddie Gudekunsk. So that's great. Matt Pravratsky, there's a couple of killer last names in this video. (laughs) Maddie, you play for UW-Superior, and you were just named the Player of the Week, uh, and you've had a great start to the year. Uh, What's what's it been like so far this season? It's maybe like a cold week this week, but otherwise, soccer-wise, how's it been going so far for you all? Um, It's been going pretty well. We have uh, a lot of freshmen this year, so we're all trying to get back into it and learn how each other play and switching from, like, a lot of the girls like how their high school played and play now so it's a little different um so it's going well we seem to be connecting now as we move along i mean our first game was a little rough um but with you know the freshmen matching the returners in numbers was expected but um 
as we go and have more practices and are getting along and building better relationships outside of soccer, it seems to build the relationships on the field. Because um, as we start to connect, it seemed to be looking forward into some winning games, hopefully. Yeah, that's great. Well, and I, for those who don't, one of the best parts about this is then I get to look up and learn about players. And I looked up, your freshman year was ridiculous. You had, you you started 16 games, you went 6-6-2 six, six, and two for your personal record, five shutouts, named the UMAC first team, you know, as a freshman, and then you had, you know, great stats in terms of save percentage and all that, but just talk about what that experience was like coming in and starting as a freshman, you know, did that, were you expecting to do that, or were you coming in and talk about that experience of kind of um, battling for that spot and coming in and uh, what the adjustment was like from the high school and club level to uh, D3? Um, coming in, I definitely did not expect to be a starter. I mean, everybody wants to start, so everyone's striving for that. I didn't expect, I definitely expected to have to fight for my position and continuously fight throughout the year, which I did. Um, and I'm still fighting. I mean, I live with Morgan Philber, who's the other goalie, so we're great friends on and off the field, so we're both still fighting for it. But as freshman year, it was a there's a fight till the end, and I think it'll continue to be. Um, I mean, just learning, like, starting a game is always super nerve-wracking. It's always, like, what happens if I mess up? What's going to go down? Like, am I going to get subbed off? But, you know, as you continue to start and as you continue to play and get into it, like, once the game goes and the whistle blows, it's gone. Like, you just – every like, everything just kind of goes numb, and you just – you do what you do. You I get into it, and I do what I do best, and that's protect the net and – Right. Um, it just, it was super exciting uh, to be a starter as a freshman. It definitely was not an expected thing. Uh, it was very enjoyable to be a starter. <laughs> I mean, it's always it's always fun. I mean, it's it begins to be how people know you. Um, you walk around campus and it's like, oh, you're Maddie, you're the goalie, and you're like, yeah, that's me. <laughs> um, but transitioning from like high school um, into the D three, it was a little bit of a faster pace for me. Uh, the shots were a little bit harder, but it wasn't a huge transition from my club team into my D3, uh, just because we were competing with some pretty good teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, I played for Minnetonka United, their U19 Premier League, so or the U18 Premier League, so the level was pretty intense and pretty high and whatnot. I mean, as you get into college, there's definitely some players who came D3 that could be D2 or some maybe possibly could have gotten D1 if they tried, so some of those get a little tougher. Um but every time I learn something new, I make a mistake and I learn from it. So transition mm-hmm. wasn't hard, but it was mm-hmm. it was something I had to work for. Yeah. I remember when I was at, at Morris, so full reveal, I have UMAC roots. But when I was at Morris, I remember the coach at that time talked about how they had a really great player who was kind of an all-conference performer several years. And they said, you know, theoretically, she could have played at, at a Division One level if she wanted that type of an experience. You know, if you put in more time or you you know you have to do more physical stuff or whatever you know whatever the the element that you have to add more into is but I think a lot of the the d3 student athlete experience is also kind of the life uh the school sport balance um and then also a a lot of students go um because it's kind of a small campus environment too was that kind of part of um you know even if you were considering kind of multiple d3 or d2 or whatever schools was that part of the campus feel part of why you ended up choosing superior or how'd you end up there specifically yeah well i come from a very small school 
because my graduating class is like 150 students. So I come from a little a smaller area. So when I toured some of the bigger schools, I just didn't like that. Um, I it took me 20 minutes to walk from one side of the campus to the other, if not more. Like that, just I didn't want that. And my biggest thing when I toured here is I didn't do an official tour with like a tour guide and everything. I did it with Allison um, and a couple of players. I believe one of them was Liza, who I graduated last year. She was part of my tour and. You know, it just, the whole, like, everybody knows everybody feel was huge for me. Like, we walked around and people were like, hi, Liza, hi, Allison. Like, that just, like, really hit home with me that it's kind of, you're not friends with everybody, but you know who, you, like, know who a lot of people are. I mean, even if you're a science major and someone else is, like, an English major, you kind of build those relationships and those bonds because everyone kind of migrates into different friend groups. And that was, it was just huge for me that the small campus, um, I get very overwhelmed with big, big crowds, so the small campus was kind of um, one of my biggest things for me, and then just the whole, like, everybody was the thing that really got me in, and the other thing that really got me was Allison had said that you're a student before you're an athlete, so it was really good to me to know that, like, if something was happening with school, she totally understood that priority over having to be at like a practice. If I needed to be at a study session because I had a test and I was scared of failing, she was totally okay as long as I communicated it with her. Like that was huge for me just going as I'm here to go to school, but I mean, playing soccer is a plus. Right. So. Well, and I think the, um, you know, anyone who's going to a, a D3 school to play sports knows like the biggest priority is I'm going to get a degree and eventually have a job. You know, there's no, there's no illusion of, Oh, I wonder if I'm going pro, you know, it's, you go in eyes wide open. So you, you know, either you don't pay attention to it early and then you end up with whatever school you're at, or you do know going in and you say, Oh, this is a great fit for me. Well, and speaking of, I have to bring this up. I'm very, I have feelings about this, Maddie, that last year you, you made it to the conference tournament and in the first round, you played the University of Minnesota Morris, my alma mater, and you personally uh, took them down in PKs. It was a 0-0 game, went into double overtime, and then you had to knock out the Cougars. Uh, just talk about being in, all jokes aside, talk about being in like a tournament PK scenario, and it's sort of all on you, and you guys pull it out 5-4. to four. Um, Just talk about having to be in that, uh, that situation kind of... Um, in your first college experience and then it leads to that of all things it was i'll start with it was not it wasn't my first pk experience because it does happen in high school but there definitely was more riding on this pk experience and it was it my first thought was oh my goodness this is a lot like i just stood there and watched the like the field clear and the stands just like go quiet as they're announcing what's happening and the people are lining up and the refs are telling me that the order we're gonna go and whatnot and just having being told like hey you gotta stand outside this line over here while the other people are shooting and just like everything just kind of hits you and you're like here we are this is it this is where we're gonna be and then it's like all the jitters all the butterflies and then I step up to the line and it's deep breath you know my little I always fix my gloves it's just like my little thing that it just happens anytime before make sure they're on um a little bit of wasting time as well just to kind of get myself to calm down right and then you know I stand on the line and again, that whole thing, just, you kind of like, you go numb. Like, I mean, you just, it's, everything is clear. It's okay. The only job now, find the ball, watch the ball, save the ball. Mm-hmm. It's, that's the only thing that happens. It goes on, the ball goes in the net, it goes in the net. Right. But then if you make a save or something, it's just, you're like, wow, I did it. I got it. <laughs> We're here. <laughs> right. 
Well, and I think for people who haven't um, played keeper before, or especially for people who don't watch soccer, I think when I'm around those people and a PK happens, the discussion is almost that the goalie is just straight up guessing. And so the, you know, when it's a PK, um, talk about just like that experience of, you know, are there clues you try and look for? Is there anything you try and go off of um, other than you said, just trying to watch the ball and see what's what's happening? Um, I mean, there's always the thing that you're supposed to like watch the hips and the way they open. Uh, but the issue is with women, like they can come straight onto a ball and hit it to either side just because of how flexible like our hips are in general. So um, it's just really you guess a side. And you guess the side before they even walk up to that line. You're like, okay, I'm going right. And you set yourself to go right. And that's why sometimes you'll see a goalie will have in their mind, hey, I'm going right. And then that ball goes left. You'll see a goalie kind of just move and not go anywhere and stay there. And a lot of people are like, why didn't you jump? Why didn't you go for it? It's because your body's loaded to go one way. I mean, sometimes you're able to go switch. um, But a lot of it's just you guess. You can look. Um, Some people have done giveaways. Others just sometimes their hips will give it away, but it's really just a Mm -hmm. you're gonna guess right or left. Once you guess right or left, are you going low or high? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really all it is. And then you, as you jump, you watch the ball, and if you have to readjust kind of where you're at, you pray you can get there. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you well, and you pulled it off. You had a great that was a great match. You eventually ended up losing to Northwestern after also beating Scholastica, right? So it's kind of like your crosstown rival up there across the river. Um, but this year, uh, talk about coming back and then, you know, you've had that year of reps as a starter and then, you know, you had some pretty good tournament success, especially as a squad, but then talk about, um, what you all are hoping to do this year. You know, you said you have a lot of young players coming in. So are there things you're focusing on now as a team to try and tighten up, um, before you hit that conference schedule? I mean, we're always focusing on trying to win, but I think our biggest thing right now is connecting we have so many new players um, that play differently from each other. And so it's really just connecting and figuring out what works for who. Like, can we always send this person? Will they be able to continue running into that corner? Or do we need to play more of a, like, to feet? Um, is it more of like a kick and go kind of thing? Is it a, do we need to take a break, like a breath before we play out again? Um, can the girls win a ball out of the air on a punt? Do I need to maybe be throwing or rolling or something else instead of punting it's really just trying to figure out everybody as of right now um our biggest focus is definitely building relationships off the field so that they can continue on to the field um i believe the biggest thing with us is our culture um it's just if we don't have a good culture off the field it's not going to be a good thing on the field so um making sure everybody's at least friends with each other no bad blood between anybody. I mean, we've definitely had some times where people like take things wrong. Right. Um, and we've had to have discussions, but it happens with anybody and everybody. Right. I mean, you have a team of like 20 something girls, it's going to happen. Um, right. But yeah, just focusing on getting it together, being connected so that we can continue to win games and hopefully get to that tournament again. All right, Maddie, thanks so much. And an early player of the week honor for you but hopefully there's more to come with the rest of the season for team awards for your own success uh congrats and uh we'll look forward to following the yellow jackets the rest of the year thank you